this is the third, uh, the third final part of our Yom 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 Torah. This is the one I was looking for more than, than the others, not that the others weren't great, but this is closer to what I've gone through. And so, I was looking forward to hearing what, what other people want to say. Each of the four panelists will introduce themselves. They are separate Dr. Kassovitz, who we claim as our own, Bogrim of Yeshiva, who are the type of people who I assume struggle with the issue of going into Chinuch. They're all certainly capable of being great Mechantem. They do other things, but they are Kovei in the Torah seriously. And the idea is for them to share with us their experiences and at the same time for questions at the end. So, let's just start at the beginning. Can we start with the first question and I was all in to look at once for a photo, please? <laughs> you could talk. <laughs> you could talk while the picture's going on. Thank you. You could have been you go. Um, okay. Uh, <coughs> my name is Yoni Kra. Uh, I was here channel of '99, uh, and again second semester of uh, freshman year after the third uh, University of Pennsylvania. Um, just uh, in terms of just uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm in high tech. Um, and I try to learn Torah. Uh, I don't think I uh, could be a mechanic, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I appreciate being here. And Rishut Rabbanim, I never thought I'd be holding a microphone uh, in Gush, and it's a weird experience. But nevertheless, uh, just from a little bit from my own experience, um, <coughs> um, and I think this was included in what I heard about the first year and, and, and from the previous year, uh, saw pieces of this. Um, I think the first thing that uh, faced the reality that uh, Shanala, if you're in Yeshiva, you know, you're in the, you know, you know, the, the Teva, the, you know, whatever the, the, the um, uh, mashal, you're going to look at the Yeshiva as in, but you, you're not in reality and it's going to be extremely different you know, once you start college, whether it's YU or uh, not YU, uh, and certainly once you finish college and you have to get a job and get married, it's a completely different ball game, <coughs> and uh, it's important to to do some real cheshbon and nefesh um, in asking yourselves what your relationship is with God, uh, what are the relationships that, that's important to you. Um, God, uh, God willing, a wife, you're going to have family, you're going to have friends. Uh, you have to sort of know your priorities uh, so that you can decide, you know, you're going to be Kovea something, you know, what are, you, what are your values, what are your personal values so you can be Kovea uh, using your values and not just run with the punches and let life determine uh, um, how you set your schedule. <coughs> um, uh, and another, I think, important point uh, is about Torah itself uh, and, and Limit Torah. And again, this was touched on uh, in the previous year that uh, Limit Torah is supposed to be, you're supposed to be experiencing God, you're supposed to be understanding God, you're supposed to be lining yourself up um, with, uh, with his Ratzon and understanding what he wants and how he views the world. Um, uh, you know, I remember of Tarragon. You know, what, you know what, what does God think about you know uh, sukkah, you know structures, this you know whether it's architecture. Uh, I mean, you see this a lot in, in sort of Rub's writings. 
um, your understanding how God views the world and to the extent that you can try to understand that and, and apply it to your view of the world, uh, that's, that's what the experience uh, of Lima Torah is supposed to be. And um, you, you know, you're supposed to see God in the world around you and, uh, and, and, and delving into this experience is supposed to be an intimate and enjoyable struggle uh, obviously, it's not supposed to be easy. God is not a easy mind to get into ours, but it, it, it you should feel that it should be enjoyable. It should be uh, a positive experience and one that you are looking forward to the next time and feel absent if you're not doing it. Uh, and the corollary of that is if if that's not what it is and you just feel like you're slamming your head against the Gemara. Uh, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out, there's, there's, uh, some of that is required, and that's the work that we have to do, but <clears throat> you should be asking what the problem is, and if you need to you know, talk to your rabbi about it, and, and um, understand why you're not experiencing uh, on the right level, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a reason, maybe there's something you need to get through, work through. Personal issues that you have to figure out. You know, what, what are you not seeing here? What, what's the barrier? Um, so, yeah, Limitor should be important. And, uh, should be an enjoyable experience. And if you're going to be Kovea, you're not going to be Kovea keeping the Torah if it's just a pain and a difficult and an unenjoyable experience. You're, just, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be happy, and eventually it's going to fall by the wayside. So you have to get to a point where you're enjoying Torah um, because it's, that's what it's there for. Uh, I mean, not to just, just enjoy it, but it's not supposed to be an unenjoyable experience, necessarily. Um, okay. Uh, um, okay, the other thing is just a, a bit of a time management uh, perspective, uh, and that is, um, <coughs> when you're talking about the Kovea eating for Torah, you, you only, you're only going to have, in a certain sense, don't be Kovea eating for Torah. Like, as, a, as, as a, so said previously, our whole lives are supposed to be Torah. Uh, you want to be Kovei'itim, be Kovei'itim for when you should eat your lunch, be Kovei'itim for when you got to work out of the gym, be Kovei'itim for when you got to work to make a, some parnasa, and, and try to, you know, understand your values so that you're not, you know, are you, are you being Kovei'itim right now so you can have a, a fancier car and, drive, and wear nicer clothes, or... You know, you, your your values are in place, and you're really Kovei'itim, and you're trying to minimize those things because, in, in one sense, everything's taking away from your Torah time. In the other sense, if you're doing it right, the amount of time that you're earning your panasa and the amount of time that you're working out is in the framework of the Torah, and that's you know that's the ideal. But not to get carried away with uh, how enjoyable, you know. Uh, looking as fit as I do and uh, driving the nice car that I have and you know like you, you minimize those things you know you don't have to you have to get where you're going you have to not have a heart attack but like uh, you know those are, those are the uh, you put things in perspective and then um, uh, and, and the other thing is just to realize that this isn't something that is going to happen by itself um, and think seriously about uh, where you're going to go to school and and uh, not pushing anybody in one direction or, or another. There are advantages and disadvantages of all the places, but um, you know, choose the right friends. 
you know, have the right resources at your disposal. Um, you know, th- this experience of you wake up and you just, you know, stumble your way through Torah all day long and, uh, you know, you're either a bum because you're taking an extra nap or you're learning Torah, that's just not reality. Reality is things are drawn, important things are going to be drawing you in every direction and either you find the value in Torah and they're going to make it a priority or not. Um, I'm going to hand it off. Thank you very much. Hi, uh, Sean Leifen, thanks for having me. Um, oh, thank you very much. Um, so, uh, <coughs> um, so uh, my name is Daniel Kasovitz. Um, I, uh, after high school, spent uh, a couple years in yeshiva, volunteered for the army, and uh, went back to uh, YU. NYU, a couple years in a hospital residency, and made my way back to Israel with uh, a wife and a few children. <coughs> and um, there were a few more along the way, Baruch Hashem. Um, so uh, we talked about the Team Torah. I would say that uh, it's a very important thing to know yourself um, and know how you work, what, what works for you. Um, for instance, I'm, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I also uh, have a very hard time sitting in one place for more than you know, seven, eight seconds. Um, so knowing myself and knowing my personality, um, I work with it the best I can. Um, I've, I have found for myself that putting myself in a program, putting myself in a misgeret has always helped me. Um, when you talked about choosing your friends wisely and choosing your, your environment wisely, um, I found myself the, the very fact that I stayed shun a bet whether or not I was the greatest masmid in the base medrash the very fact that I stayed shun a bet those friends that cabal that we have um, it's been 30 years and we are still together many times a year um, our wives our children are good friends it's a tremendous support group be it for raising teenagers I know you guys think that's probably not a challenge um, and be it for, uh, for strengthening each other, uh, whether it be in, in Torah or uh, in learning Torah or in, or in acting properly. Um, but it's a, it's a tremendous force for good. Chevra uh, is incredibly, incredibly important. Um, but, uh, but again, it's, it's very much the, uh, the... I put myself in a, in a program. Um, when it comes to Lima Torah, I think that program for me uh, was very simple. I put myself in a Dafyomi program which meant I do it half a day. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I, um, that I, I don't know, popped into my head was this epiphany that I had many, many years ago. Um, and I told somebody, come over and asked me about how <coughs> I've organized my life. And I said to him, I think the difference between a great life and a mediocre life is about five minutes. Five minutes. It seems like a funny thing to say. Um, but I think that most of what we do um, comes from little itty-bitty decisions that we make. Um, about 20 years ago, I made a decision that took about two minutes to do dafyomi. And every single day, come hell or high, heck or high water, is that okay? We're in the bush. So... So, come heck or high tide, we're, uh, I'm not going to bed before I finish my daf. So there's no decision to be made on a daily basis. That's, just, that's not even part of my bechira. It's just what I do. 
just like you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth. Anything these, that you do regularly, this is something I do regularly. Uh, it's helped mold me, but the decision was made 20 years ago, and everything flows from there. It's easy. Um, you know, you decide to do uh, a parakadeh of Mishnah with, uh, with Kahati, so that adds another 20 minutes somewhere along your day, and it fits in a pocket, and I have a patient who, uh, who just said to me, I, uh, I just made a siyum Mishnayas, Kahati, Shas Mishnayas, which she has done many, many times. But this time, she did it in the, I know this is going to sound a little dorky, but she's really a, an unbelievable human being, she brushes her teeth, she leaves the bathroom with a piece of floss, she opens her kahati, and she flosses while learning kahati. <laughs> she made a seal mishnayas in the time she spent learning, flossing her teeth on a daily basis for a couple of years, and it was done. And she could learn just about anybody in this room under the table. She, uh, she uh, uh, marked a few people's doctorates uh, in the gush. Um, so she's, uh, she's a serious, a serious person, but the tremendous power of what you can do. She has very clean teeth. Very clean teeth, yes, but <laughs> I can't give you her name now because now it's patient confidentiality. Um, but, um, but that's, that's a, tremendous, uh, a tremendous power. So I would say that my, uh, my little points there would be uh, time management and uh, decision to put yourself in a program. After that, a lot of the stuff flows and it, it becomes easy. Okay, I'm not going to use that. Uh, my name is Alan Jockowitz. I don't know. Well, I like to hold the mic. I rather I don't like talking with the mic. Can everyone hear me? No. Okay, I guess I <laughs> Okay, better. Okay, better. I don't like doing that. But okay, um, I was here in the Gush in the '80s. Um, I'm a doctor. I've been in Israel about 16 years, and I'll give a little. I think you can become a doctor and move to Israel and be fine. Everyone wants to be a doctor; should be a doctor. I know. It's fine. Doctors make a lot of money now in Israel. I'll tell you the secret. It's not like people have told you. So if you're considering being a doctor, be a doctor. It's fine. Um, I went to YU and also pushed for YU. I think that's really a, a great place to go. And I have no particular um, indebted, I mean, I debt for YU for going there, but you know, I have no connection to YU now. now a lot but, more debt for going to YU. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think to learn, to, to, Daniel talked about me scared. I think it's really hard to be in a secondary college. And I know because I went to Yale Medical School afterwards, and, um, and I was able to compare both Ms. Garot, and it's very, very difficult to be in a secular Ms. Garot. It's possible, but it's just difficult. You have to know those challenges. Um, right, so I'm a doctor now. I work in Israel, um, and I'm going to be dean of a medical school. There's an American medical school in Israel at Be'er Sheva. I could put a push for that. That only takes American students. It's sort of a competition with Sackler, so you're all invited to talk to me about that. It's a great school. That, um, that we have. It's a great medical school and it's much cheaper than um, American medical school so if anyone wants to make Aliyah it's a great choice to make. We have a lot of kids going there who make Aliyah from my school and we help them a lot so that's another added benefit that I have. Um, so it's good I'm, I'm talking after Daniel um, because Dafiomi didn't work for me. I was uh, maybe I'm a, fa- I'm a failure in Kovei to Torah, so I'm a little funny that, that I'm here. But that just didn't work for me. The whole miscarriage um, of Dafiomi um, for, for various reasons. Um, again, a lot of people it works for. For me, it didn't work. But I agree with Daniel that the most important, one of the most important things, is to have miscarriage. You need you need to have miscarriage um, for learning. So the miscarriage that I use are not Dafiomi, but I have a chavrusa. 
a couple of times a week with my brother-in-law, um, and we learned really um, lumdus, like we used to learn in yeshiva. You know, we've been learning together for 16 years, um, and we've learned out of Masechet, we learned the Sheikh Shmaisa Kaseda. I mean, we're really serious chavrusa that we have, um, and that's a miskeret that we have. Because, and then the second miskeret is I go to Shiurim. I, I like, like going to Shiurim. I think that's important, um, first of all, to, to have a rub. But, um, but I go to a Gemara Shir once a week, a, a high-level Gemara Shir, and I go to a Tanakh Shir Barav Samet once a week that, um, that I really enjoy. And again, it's increasing my, my level of knowledge. Um, just as a side, um, I might be the only person, Ellie talked about Machanich, and I could not have been a Machanich either. And I'm maybe the only person who I've told not to be a going to see <laughs> He told me to be a doctor. Uh, he, he's a big fan of, do- of doctors. He really liked doctors. And I used to talk to him a lot about halacha. Shailas on Aragon Kippur. I used to talk to him four or five times a day about different shailas that came up at that time and during the course of the, um, of the year. But he said, you know, be a doctor. It's fine if you want to be a doctor. Um, and then the other miscarriage I have is that we have a chabura, like about 20 people every Shabbos morning after Ashkama. We learn like for two hours and people take turns giving the share. It's a really nice thing that there are people um, who never learned before to people who are in Kolel and they all sit together and learn everyone on their own level. And it's a pretty nice thing. So the idea is miscarriage and the second idea is sort of a social aspect to it. I like learning with my friends. I also have another chabura so with a friend who I haven't seen for a while and we decide to learn kuzari together. So that's another way to do it. Um, the second way I learned is I'm lucky that um, I have another job besides being a doctor and, and dean of a medical school. I'm a professor of Jewish medical ethics. So and that's really a big, well, a third of my job. And I get to combine Torah with my job. That's a big part of what I do is I try to learn to, um, to see how halacha is related to questions of medical ethics. And, and for me, I love doing that. I was able to have this... Um, this gift that my work combined with my learning. How did I become a professor of Jewish medical ethics? Again, being Israeli, you have to be lucky. Um, the previous head of medical ethics retired, um, and it was Professor Glick, if anyone knew, and, and he was American, he was Dati, and he was uh, internal medicine like me. So I said, okay, you're Professor Glick, you're American, you're Dati, it's okay, you're the new head of Jewish medical ethics at the university. So that's sort of how, I, now I learned and I have to prepare myself, but again, you have to be in the right place at the right time. But a lot of what I do is um, sort of in my job, and what I write about is sort of relationship to halacha and learning to medicine. Again, I love doing that, and I'm able to combine um, those two things. I mean, just whatever. Just all the time, there's new questions that come up. That, um, like, um, r- just just this week, the Knesset asked my opinion on a soldier who died, and he had, and then the sperm left over. He had sperm frozen, and there's a fight between the wife and the um, and the and the spouse, and his wife and the parents about who can use that sperm kind of thing. So the Knesset asked for my opinion on the on the Jewish medical ethics question. I'm not sure what I think I know. What I think about, it. but again, there's just questions that really just come up all the time and it's really fascinating in terms of that. And then the last piece of advice is um, I think yeah, I think everyone maybe to find your own derrick in learning and I think that took me a long time um, to, to get to that conclusion for myself is that, is that um, you're taught a certain way to learn and I was here for three years and I was learned that way to learn and um, but don't stop there. You know, you have to sort of personalize um, 
you're learning to what you're thinking about. You should continue thinking as a person. I think that's very important. You shouldn't stop your thinking when you, when you leave yeshiva. You should stop thinking and growing. And that might mean taking your learning in sort of new ways. And that's fine to do that. that there's no, and then if you want to learn Machshava, if you want to learn Tanakh, if you want to go in, in different ways. I mean, I think everyone I really believes strongly is Gemara is the basis of it. But how you learn Gemara and how you approach it. Like I got into Agadita recently that I, like when Yeshiva, I would just skip the Agadita. But now I really, I get Shurim and Agadita and I pretty much learn that way. So the advice is keep on learning and you can find your own way um, and your own derrick for learning, I think, um, will make it stick with you for the rest of your life. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hi, my name is uh, Michael Cherish. I want to uh, echo the thanks. Um, before I do that, thank yous introductorily are typically associated with the Gemara Potchim B'chorach Samya, but I don't find that Gemara entirely appropriate for me because I don't really feel like a guest when I'm here. I do feel home, and in fact, Ellie, when he shook my hand, uh, said welcome home and I truly feel at home uh, with that being said um, I do want to thank Rob Tarragon for inviting me and uh, my fellow my fellow pal- pa- panel members and uh, Ari Broth for his coordination and, and I'm sure excellent cinematography and Bershut Rob Tarragon Rob Gottlieb Rob Ryan and Rob let me share a few thoughts with you um, what, what I'd like to do in the, uh, the the minutes that I have is share with you some principles uh, of, of engagement in Talmud Torah. Uh, these are not principles that I've mastered, but rather principles with which I struggle on a daily basis. I jotted down a top ten list, and I think I'll have time to get to maybe three or four. But 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 let's start. And I mentioned these um, I mentioned these by way of outline form, almost Roshay Prakim. And the first one is. Um, and, and, and these are themes that I'm going to uh, mention that we've heard from our, from our first three panelists and not necessarily so novel. But as I conceive of it, I think what's, uh, what's important for me is making kviyut itim part of one's life choices. And kviyut itim should be lechachila and not b'diyevit, such that one should not find himself in life circumstances and then try to construct kviyut itim with the circumstances in which one finds himself, but rather choose one's circumstances, make life choices with kviyut itim in mind. Choices like in which community am I going to live? What will be my profession? Who will I marry? Where will I work and how many hours will I work? These are all choices in which kviyut itim should factor in before the choices are made. And I want to give you one example in my life, and this touches upon the question of where to attend college, a question which has uh, been alluded to earlier. I learned here in Yeshiva Tzion in uh, Tavshin Nunbet, 1991 to 1992. I had my interview with Rav Aaron Lichtenstein in Rav Soloveitchik's apartment uh, in YU in March of 1991. <coughs> and I really learned very hard for my, uh, for my Bechina. I, I covered the sugya of Shmuel's Din, HaMucher Shtarchov Lechariyo Bechazar Mchalo. Okay, I was really ready to talk about that sugya with Rav Lichtenstein. I was not prepared for the first question that Rav Lichtenstein answered me, uh, asked, asked of me, coming from the University of Pennsylvania. He said, why are you not in YU? <clears throat> why are you not in YU? That was his first question to me. It was not about the Chakira between Shibu Nechassim and Shibu Raguf. Why are you not in YU? That was the first question I had to answer. And I will tell you, that I loved the University of Pennsylvania. I got a fantastic secular education. It was also a uh, time of exceptional spiritual growth for me during my college career. 
And nevertheless, to this day, I believe that the, uh, the answer that I gave of Lichtenstein was not entirely adequate and re- remains inadequate. And not attending YU is something I regret. And if there's anyone who would like to discuss with me afterward uh, any topic I mention or specifically the question of where to attend college, whether it be secular or Yeshiva University, I'd be more than glad to discuss that with you. But Fiuditinim, I believe, should factor into those important life decisions like where to attend college. A second, a second principle that I think is critical and with I, I struggle genuinely on a daily basis and also alluded to earlier is making your awry keva, is would be, could be how I formulate it. And that is that one's attitude toward Fiuditinim is critical, as has been discussed a little bit. And that is that Fiuditinim, your fixed times for Torah, your shiurim, your chavutot, your dafyomi have to be a starting point, a baseline, a floor, and not, and, and not uh, anything beyond that. And I often am I'm tempted to fall into the trap of saying, I've met my daily quota now, now it's time to turn on NFL Red Zone or do something else, which is a constant daily challenge for me. <clears throat> um, it's famously reported about the Hassan Sofer of Moshe Sofer that he said, I became a Talmud Chacham in five minutes. And the astounded audience said, what do you mean five minutes? They said five minutes here and five minutes there. And there are lots of five minutes in a person's life. Even for a busy professional beyond what you've already set aside for your chavruto and for your learning, there is your commute to work and from work and travel time and time in between meetings. There's always time during the day to add on to your community team. And now with the smartphone age, Literally, we have kola Torah kula in our pockets. Recent research suggests that a, the average person checks his smartphone 80 times a day. And there's so much that can be accomplished during those 80 times a day. It's always a challenge for me. Which app am I going to open? Is it going to be at bat? Or is it going to be WSJ? Or is it going to be Sfaria or Oraita? That is a constant challenge that I face. But so much can be accomplished. And there's a remarkable, and I would say very daunting, Mishnabrura, in, uh, in Siman Kufnun Hei of Orachayim, where the Mishnah Bura quotes a Yerushalmi in Perek Tet of Brachot, where the Yerushalmi darshins, Rav Simon darshins the Pasuk in Tehilim, Eit lasot lashem heferu toratecha. Kol ha'oseh torato itim mefer habrit. Meaning, as, as I'm mentioning, if you only restrict yourself to your kavua itim, you say, oh, I'm done for the day, now I'm free, that is... Uh, intimidatingly, Mayfair Habrit. So it's critical to treat one's Kfiute team as a starting point and not an ending point and look for opportunities, and there will be many, almost no matter what you do, to add and supplement to your Talmud Torah. Um, I, I think a third principle is have faith. I think Kfiute team requires a lot of emunah, a lot of faith, and I think that that concept might be alluded to in the Gemara and Masechet Shabbat Daf Lamed Aleph, which has the famous line, Kavata Itim La Torah. Now, I will tell you, as I share this brief thought with you, that this is a suggestion that I made in, in inter- interpreting the phrase Nasata Venatata Be'amunah to Rav Lichtenstein that he did not like whatsoever. Uh, but I recently heard Rav David Miller say something similar about Nasata Venatata Be'amunah. So let me just share the thought with you briefly. And the thought is this. The thought is that the Gemara in, in, in uh, Shabbat Lamed Aleph, before mentioning the questions that a person will be asked when he gets to Shamayim, 
the Gemara has the drasha of Reish Lakish. The drasha of Reish Lakish is on the pasuk Vaya Emunat Itecha Chosin Yishuot Chutzmat Padat. Six words, starting with the word Emunat. And the Gemara associates each of those words with one of the Shisha Sidrei Mishnah. And immediately following that, Rava says, here are the six questions that one will be asked. And those six questions, I would say, clearly parallel the six Sidrei Mishnah. Emunat is a reference to, the Gemara says, Seder Zrayim. And what's the first question a person's going to be asked? Nasata v'natata be'emunah. Itecha is a reference to Seder Moed. Eight is, is a synonym for Moed. And what is the second question a person is going to be asked? Hakavati itim the Torah. So if that's the case, I think perhaps one interpretation of Satav and Hasatav and Atatav might not be that it is as traditionally understood, are you honest in business, but do you operate in your profession with Emunah? Do you recognize that no matter how much you invest in your professional life. There are factors that are out of your control and are in the control of the Rivono Shalom. And that, I believe, is critical in Kfiati Tim Torah, especially in today's day and age. I am a practicing lawyer. I am constantly connected. I am constantly being bombarded by emails and phone calls. And it is very difficult for me to separate myself and carve out times for Torah to be mima'et in derech eretz is a constant challenge. It's a challenge that requires faith. It's a challenge that requires a recognition that not everything is in one's control, and there are factors in the control of a, in, in the control of a kadosh baruch Hu. Let me just let me just mention very very briefly a fourth a fourth of my top ten, and we'll have to stop at number four, and that is help others be kovea itim la Torah, and 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 I think again this, again. Speaking to myself, uh, one should not underestimate the impact on the community that one can have, even as a layperson, and not as a mechanech, and not as a rav. And I've witnessed that in others, and I've been very fortunate in my own life to start Torah-related programs, or be involved in starting Torah-related programs that I've seen have very widespread impact. When I arrived in my community in Tinek, I found that my shul had no daily dafyomi. I was involved in starting the daily dafyomi in my shul. When I got to my community in Chashmonaim, when I made Aliyah in 2006, I saw that the parent-child learning program had basically become extinct, and a friend, a friend and I have now revived the parent-child learning program at Motzei Shabbat. And really, it, it's remarkable what, what limited time commitments, modest, manageable time commitments can do for the community you know, a few emails here and there, a few conversations, etc. Now, ten years later, literally thousands of hours of Torah has been learned between parents and children in a program that I helped start. And I don't say that to be machzik tov latzmi, because I truly believe, as the Mishnah says in Perkei, I was able to do it, and I did it, and it wasn't a big deal. I spent a few minutes on it. But these are the things in life that few minutes here and there, again, whether it's opening up your smartphone and choosing, the, uh, choosing a Torah app versus a non-Torah app, or spending a few minutes and getting involved in starting a program can have major impacts not only on yourself, but on, the others, on others around you. Okay, uh, we don't have that much time, but why don't we try a question for, not everybody to answer every question, but one or two people to answer, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, Besides for your professional lives, um, which obviously most people would, would do what they have to do for their job and not too much more, um, obviously to the rest of their capabilities, but besides for your professional roles, 
How would you best recommend and how do you balance Torah with just hobbies and time to just decompress? Because um, I'm assuming most people, like, besides for, yes, obviously, you spend as much time as Torah as they can, also need time just time to themselves to decompress and enjoy it. Tell them one of your hobbies. Okay, hobbies. Uh, I, uh, I'm a super stamp. I've written my, uh, all my boys to film. Um, I uh, took a tour guide course for a couple of years. I'm a licensed tour guide, and that's a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, I'm a model. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe uh, doing Britot. Um, uh, I, I, I like to uh, work with wood. I've made all you know, my kids a yacht for the sake of Torah when they uh, they do. Uh, I think they've bought some furniture. Um, <laughs> I, 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 have, I have hobbies. Um, <laughs> there's time. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, I juggle whatever. I, I, I enjoy. I enjoy hobbies. Um, again, this is all part of this is all part of the, you know what goes on in your kishkas. Um, but uh, the, the, I think the, the, the first the first thing is, is something that uh, that you touched on right at the end. Also, is the the struggle uh, between uh, spending less time in the office. Um, I grew up in a home where uh, my father was. Uh, very, very much in the office. Um, he uh, he was at, at an early minion. Uh, would often be working on a brief before the early minion if he if the, if it didn't start early enough. Um, and uh, he'd work on the train on the way to work, and he'd work at work, and he'd come home and eat dinner and, and work in the basement. Um, and uh, then I, I quickly understood that I did not want to be a lawyer. <laughs> the, uh, the advantage of, uh, of the profession that you choose, as, as you were talking about, is you know, choosing, your, uh, uh, choosing your circumstances. Um, I chose a profession where once I'm home, there's very little I can do for the office. It doesn't mean that I don't sew children up on my dining room table every week. Um, but... As far as deciding to spend an extra four or five or six hours working, I can't really do that at home. Um, so uh, I set my hours uh, early on. Again, that's just a decision that I made. And I'm done with work at 3 o'clock. And I come home to my family. Um, and I'll, 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 think I'll, I'll drive that point home a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper. Um, and I think this is a, a very important message. Um, is that years ago, uh, years ago, uh, one of the kids uh, asked for something, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a small thing. Um, might have been a bicycle, um, and uh, and I, I made a comment about you know we there's an important concept of choosing to afford things, and just because you can't afford to give your kids everything doesn't mean you should. That's a different conversation. But the point was that I said to him, um, you know, I can work more days. I try to work no more than three or four days a week. Um, so I said I can work more days, and I'll have much more, you know, uh, more income that we can we can spend on all kinds of things. Or I can be home more. We have family meetings, and all the kids sitting around. And I said, well, which would you prefer? To? It's fine. I have patients waiting for me for a month. I'm very happy to very happy to work more in the office. What do you guys want? And Kepecha, they said, no, 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 no. Come on. And there was something very beautiful about that because they, they understood that it was a decision, that it wasn't, it wasn't by happenstance that I happened to be home 
more than a lot of other fathers, is that I made a decision to be home with them. And when you happen to be home with them, and they also see you learning whatever other seder it is, maybe my do with my chavrus after vasikim. But the but the other other things that you have to be learning at, at the dining room table, and they see that, and you have time to learn with them, and just time to spend with them. One of the great lines by uh, by Revolva uh, in Zriyav Binan B'chinoch is, if you want to teach your kids uh, Torah and you want to teach them Torah values and you want to be a good mechanech, first be a good person, have a nice relationship with them, and if that happens, they'll want to be like you. Um, and then everything else just sort of flows from there. Um, so for me, the balance was, uh, was again, a, a decision. And when you make that decision, it flows. If, uh, if it's a constant battle, uh, it makes life much more difficult. You cut the hours off. You say, this is when I'm going to be home with my family. Uh, that's, that's what works for me. Everybody, I think, has their own... Uh, history. I don't. Good thing. I don't have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> you know. But, but I, again, but also I, I recognize the, the idea of the decompression. I don't know if you guys. I, I guess you haven't had a lot of exposure to Ravamital, unfortunately. But I guess you've heard about him. That's all. But I struggled with this issue when, when I was in Shiva, and I remember when I was in, in college, I had a choice about spring break to, to sit in the base medrash or to um, just go on a ski trip, um, kind of thing, and then. And then I talked about it with He says, yeah, you should probably spend time in the base measure issue. Yeah, that's probably where you'll get more. And Rami tells him, of course go skiing. Enjoy yourself. In. So again, so there's no right answer for, for, for the right person. But, but the idea that you need time to decompress is certainly, I think, uh, uh, I recognize it as, as an important thing. Everyone's different. But, but I think that's important to recognize that, that, that that's important for everyone. But I, I'm just, just the word decompression, I just think <laughs> it's, it's, it's not necessarily the, the, the correct word. You grow through your hobbies. You become a much more interesting person, and then you enjoy everything else it is that you're doing in life. I'm just saying it's not just a let me get away from the rest of my day. I just want to add, add one thing. I also don't have too many hobbies. Um, and I think work takes up most what? <laughs> takes up most uh, most uh, of most people's time, um, and it's about the struggle to. Learn as much as possible. Some of your family, and depending on the age of your kids, you know, your young kids, that takes up hours of time. Um, you know, <laughs> spend helping your wife with the household and things like that. Um, one thing that I would add is, in the hobbies might be might be one thing. You want to get together and play basketball with your friends, or I don't know, make a cabinet or something. Um, but uh, be careful about entertainment because entertainment is the hobby that Western society really encourages and you can spend, you know, there are people who spend six hours a night watching TV and movies or, you know, reading Stuyot. You pick up a book, you know, that uh, you'll actually learn something from. It's, it's, it's a very dangerous time suck that uh, is all too accepted uh, even in our in modern Orthodox communities. So that's not a hobby to get into. Uh, you want to decompress, go for a walk, get some exercise. Uh, read a read a book, you know. Just be careful about that stuff. Yeah. Um, it seems that there's a contingent set of these program 
uh, to experience specific daily um, would be like the best path to go down. When your restart fails, when that family doesn't work, when you miss two or three days, and the cooker just keeps dancing on each other, uh, what do you use to keep yourself on track to return yourself um, back to the path that you set to take yourself down? Uh, I, I just want to say one thing about that because I noted down because uh, you mentioned Dafyomi. Um, I was wondering, like, if you guys are doing Steinik or Targum this past week was a difficult week, a long parsha, a short week with Firm. That, that's where you guys are going to see it. Uh, you know, when your Chavusa is at the doctor or something, is that is that a free period, or do you take that as an opportunity to to learn something else? Um, you know, that that's that's the struggle that you have to do. Um, and uh, um, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a definitive answer. I would say that um, <coughs> one factor is uh, tashlumin, the concept of love uporea. It's a factor that also the mission Bura mentions in, uh, in Siman Kufnun He. And uh, there have been times in life, like uh, when I was at Penn, I had a certain number of hours per day that I tried to learn, and there were times where the pressures prevented me from achieving that number, and I would try to make that up in coming days, and that is a concept that I try to employ from time to time. But I think, especially in my current, uh, current circumstances, the best way is to have commitments Especially interpersonal <laughs> commitments, which require you to, uh, which require you to get back on the horse and get back on the schedule, whether it be a charuta or shiur, and um, and very especially um, the opportunity to teach, which I think is um, is an opportunity that now in today's day and age, also with the availability of Torah, with YU Torah, with Google, with Barilan. Um, there are opportunities for, I believe, everybody here in this room when they go out into the world to be able to teach, whether or not you're going to say a chidush, um, just to be able to process and analyze a series of shirim on a given topic and be able to assimilate that and give that over in a form of teaching um, is something that I'm able to do, I'm privileged to do in my life. And I have teaching commitments that even if on a given day I wasn't able to learn a certain amount as much as I would like, I have the next shiur to prepare, or there's somebody waiting for me at a chavruta. So that type of inter, interpersonal commitments on, on a teaching level, on a, on a chavruta level, and also going to shiurim and having a place to be at a certain time during the week, that type of scheduling um, requires, a lot of, uh, requires a lot of diligence and determination, but even, um, even when there are slips or uh, days when I, I didn't go as well as I would have liked from a learning perspective, there's always a new day. I just, I just uh, try to do my best. I just add one more thing, more thing to that is uh, just in terms of techniques. Um, I have a charusa with me and two other guys. Uh, one guy doesn't show up one day, we learn, and the other guy catches up. You know, you don't, you know, it's one on one. You're tempted to cancel and just pick up the next day, and that can go on. But this way, it's the other guy's obligation to catch up. That's helpful. Um, and even if it's just a two-person cover, to you know, learn that piece. Uh, each of you learn it on your own. Make it up in the day, and you know, what's at the end of the day? This is what I got. Out of it. This is what you got out of it. It's not like oh, it's canceled for the day, and then the next day gets canceled. You know. You gotta keep it, keep to the obligation, and then you can just coordinate afterwards. If, if we could have, if I was smarter, we would have had a longer period of time because it's fascinating, really so. 
the extent of the plan today was to be inspired with and about Talmud Torah. I think it was a huge success. We're genuinely grateful to four people who seemed relatively busy otherwise. Except for, Except for me. <laughs> 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 for making time, you know, there's obviously some bird's nest that's not going to be made. <laughs> but coming to sharing with us, so if people want to grab and ask questions quickly, my everybody knows it's 7.15, so life is like. Thank you so much.